Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Super excited to interview this amazing award-winning entrepreneur. Let me tell you all about Susie York. She is the winner of the 2019 Canada's Most Powerful Women. She's in the top 100 uh, for awards for entrepreneurship. But what I love about her is she's a mom. She's a triathlete. She's 11-time Ironman finisher. She's a yogi. She's a marketing executive. And she is the founder and CEO of Love Good Fats, which we're going to talk about. So Susie, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Deb, for such a beautiful introduction, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, it's so lovely that we virtually got to have a quick chat on video, but I want to thank you for paving the way in so many different directions. First of all, I want to congratulate you on all of your success with Love Good Fats, and we're going to talk about that story in a minute, but I want to thank you for your collegial support, your women empowerment, and I truly, from the bottom of my heart, see you as a heart-centered leader. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I know that you are on a mission to spread the word that fat is back and sugar is out, and I can attest to your slogan that your bars are ridiculously delicious. I have had them all, and you graciously sponsored my Women's Self-Care Conference, and you followed me across Canada last year, and I want to truly thank you for that support. So my first question is, what heart-centered leadership trait do you feel that you bring to Love Good Fats? Um, I think for, for me, you know, it's the authenticity of my passion is probably what, you know, the trait that, um, that I can kind of think of top of mind that is most kind of descriptive. Um, I, I kind of just, you know, live with my heart on my sleeve. Uh, I'm French, so I sometimes mix up my, my expressions in English um, but I, I've always had a lot of passion, a passion for, for life, passion for, for my, my kids, a passion for, you know, triathlons and certainly passion for work. Even, you know, my first job was adult diapers and I was so into, into that. Um, so I think I get a lot of, uh, input and feedback about kind of this passion that, that people pick up pretty quickly when they meet me. And especially as I light up and talk about uh, my brand and my business now, now, and I think that goes a long way to come across as really authentic. Well, I certainly think that you possess that and, and many other 
heart-centered leadership traits and it sure it certainly comes out in your brand and I've seen you in a lot of videos and a lot of interviews so I have to agree with you now I would love for you to give your best piece of advice to our listeners because we have a lot of leaders that listen to our podcast you are a great representation of diversity and inclusion at love good fats how could you or how what would you recommend as a strategy for leaders to get started if diversity and inclusion is not part of the culture oh if if that's a tough question because if it's not part of the culture um, you have bigger mountains to climb, but like everything, uh, you know, it's always, always possible. But uh, like, like an Ironman, you know, it started with a little five kilometer jog for me and wounds up, you know, a, a few years later, a 12 hour race. So there's, there's no kind of feat that's too big, but certainly if it's not part of the culture, um, you, as a leader, you really have to, one, be aware that it's not just going to happen uh, easily and without effort. Two, start now. Um, and then three, little steps. You know, give yourself weekly and monthly goals, uh, small little goals, but really stick to it because uh, you have work to do and it's not going to happen without the work. So I would, uh, I would give those three pieces of advice and encourage every leader to make it a, a really high priority if it's not part of the culture. Well, and I think you hit uh, two good points there. And again, two more facets of kind of core leadership skills needed in that heart-centered leadership, which is patience and empathy. And you know, the old cliche, Rome wasn't built in a day. So yeah. I think it's something that's unfolding quite nicely. And I wanted to ask you, what, what are you doing this month as a company? It's Pride Month. What is special that Love Good Fats is doing? Well, we, uh, Love Good Fats has done so much in Pride Month. So essentially, 11 months ago, right after Pride Month last year, I, I set a big, bold, uh, brave goal for the company. Uh, I really wanted us to be able to step up and make a difference across Canada to celebrate uh, diversity and, and love and basically love. And at that point, I kind of challenged ourselves and the team to come up with, you know, how can we, how can a small little startup, we're, we're just over two years old, make a, a difference across Canada? And we came up with this big idea to, uh, to have a multifacet event that we would engage retailers and customers across Canada. And we called it Love is Love. And uh, we came up with a, a, a Pride limited time edition uh, variety pack. So I sometimes call it our, our diversity pack, which has uh, six different bars. And, I, and, and we went to every large retailer in Canada and showed them you know, the pictures and the mock-ups and said, will you support us? We're going to raise, uh, we're going to donate $50,000 to charity. So we're every, every pack, variety pack we sell, a dollar goes to the Rainbow Railroad um, LGBT charity. 
And, uh, and everyone said yes, and they said yes, you know, right away. Uh, the vision was to have, you know, thousands of stores across Canada with our beautiful uh, pride displays and the rainbow in front of the stores everywhere. Because I, you know, I, I was walking around in, in Toronto and, and there's some, you know, the banks and the LCBO celebrated pride with, with some flags and, and events, but, but not, you know, not enough from a retailer perspective. And I said, well, we have a brand that retailers love and, you know, I want to find an excuse to celebrate diversity and love in every store. And it's been tremendous. The support we've had from the Canadian retailers has been absolutely outstanding and I cannot be more grateful uh, we're raising over 50,000 and uh, and we're gonna be you know sponsoring Rainbow Railroad and and have you know four four kind of high-risk um, LGBT individuals from around the world that their their lives will be saved and they'll get to they'll get to be part of the program and come to a safe haven here in Canada. Well, what a wonderful initiative and congratulations on basically exceeding your initial goal. But again, just another, another way of you exemplifying your heart-centered leadership. Now, I know your passion for Love Good Fats and I know it started in your kitchen and I always love hearing the stories of what happened. I know you were approaching 50. I know you've had, you had some health concerns. What was the, the driving force for you to start this in your kitchen? And here you are a few years later. And are you at now where you envisioned a few years back from your kitchen table? Oh, well, I'm certainly well, well, well beyond where I didn't envision. I think I had, you know, I had goals of just kind of uh, starting a little food company in Canada and, and not, you know, sell enough to kind of keep making a living so I wouldn't have to kind of go back to, um, to, you know, other, other means of making a living. And, and, uh, and the brand uh, certainly has exceeded way beyond just, you know, uh, um, a food startup uh, in Canada. We're we're now across uh, six thousand stores in Canada and and fifteen thousand in the U.S. and uh, we're the top the top uh, the third largest brand in Canada. So it definitely has got you know rocket ship speed way way faster than I would have ever dreamed. Um, and and that's okay. Just barely keeping my keep being able to keep keep my breath and keep up. But uh, but for sure, uh, very very thrilled with with that. Um, it it really just started. You know, as you said, my I was mid forties. I was on two uh, two medications, blood pressure, and then kind of my tummy was always off. So it was just a catch all IBS of just all the stuff we eat. That's not great and and i've been on a low fat diet for for 20 years i was doing triathlons i was always trying to kind of lose the last 10 pounds and uh just you know watching my fats and not eating butter or eggs or eating low fat cheeses and stuff like that and then um and then i read a book called the big fat surprise by nina teicholz 
and it changed my life. Like I was on the plane on my way to the big natural product expo in Anaheim where there's 80,000 people walking around and thousands and thousands of new brands and natural brands. And I realized, wait a minute, there's, you know, an opportunity for a marketer like myself to change the world, to change how we kind of think by launching a brand that will proudly say, you know, eat good fats. And that's where the idea was born at that trade show in that, uh, in that weekend in, in March. And then from then it's just, you know, the pretty classic startup story where you have a PowerPoint that's, you know, three pages and then it gets to 20 pages. And then you take the big bold step of, you know, getting a, a, a little board of directors and saying, I'm going to raise some money because I'm, you know, my formulas are getting better and better. And now I need to, to do some products some that, that we can sell that we can commercialize. And, uh, and, and find a great co-packer and, and Whole Foods wanted the bars and Loblaws wanted the bars. So it really went rocket speed from then on. It's such a great story and it, it leads into my, my next question for you because there's lots of young people and people of all ages that aspire to really carry out that dream and live that dream much like you have done and, and exceeded it. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe got an idea and thinking, you know, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know even how to start. What heart centered leadership guidance would you give to someone? Oh, for sure. I would say, you know, first start and second, ask for help. Um, I was I was a VP of marketing for my last uh, and a CMO for my last ten years while I was in a corporate role, and um, you know I I was doing a little bit of networking. I had some contacts on LinkedIn. I maybe had four hundred, and you know I was kind of going going about kind of doing my job and working with our agency partners and figuring out ways to you know to kind of deliver profitable growth. Um, and, but I was missing out really on kind of all of the opportunities that are offered out there when you ask for help. When I had my little three to five page PowerPoint and I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing some consulting, but oh, by the way, I have this idea. Everyone, pretty much every single person I reached out to and said, you know, would you have a few minutes to kind of help me on this idea? Everyone said yes. And it's literally, I think I must have met 200 people in the first two years. And then I, I can't even count since. I think I'm at 10,000 contacts now. And everyone is so generous and helpful. And I think, you know, I, I wouldn't have really internalized how generous the the world can be um, had I not, you know, taken this big fork in the road and go from corporate to a startup where, you know, you, you have to, you have to ask for help. And um, so I would really encourage, you know, it has to start with take the first step. So write down that three page PowerPoint 
Um, and then, you know, ask for help, use your LinkedIn contacts and say, Hey, I have an idea. And then, uh, figure out what areas of help you need. You know, I needed er er everywhere from, you know, finance to trademark to legal. Um, I didn't even know how to get a business number in, in Ontario. So I had to figure everything out. Um, and just work your plan that way and you'll realize that there's so much out there that uh, 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 generous people that will want to help. And, you know, a lot of them became my board, my advisors, my employees. Well, and I think you also just touched upon two more skills within heart-centered leadership, and that's just having openness and vulnerability. As an entrepreneur, I think at many different stages in our businesses, there's things that we don't know. And I think one of the best skills is to surround yourself with people who have the knowledge in the areas that you don't, which you just beautifully stated is, is what you've done. And you have just had tremendous success, Susie, and I'm so happy for you. And you're deserving of all the awards and accolades and success and just the depth of philanthropy that you have. And uh, I hope that you're proud of yourself. Well, it, it's really nice, Deb, to hear all of this. And I, you know, I'm always kind of seeking for more and more. And I don't always pause to just take a deep breath and say, wow, this is, this is good. So uh, podcasts like, uh, like today just helps me just take a bit of a step back and say, like, you know, we are making a difference. Um, the brand is uh, sending a message out there. With pride, you know, we think it's a very big step change in terms of what a small little Canadian food brand can do across, you know, the big, large retailers. So we hope that next year, a lot of the large companies will see what we did and say, hey, you know, we need to do the same because um, having uh, stores uh, full of love with various meaningful um, uh, events to give back and to promote the message of diversity, tolerance, and love is really kind of what we wanted to ignite this summer. And, uh, and I think we've, we've uh, more than exceeded those objectives also. Well, kudos to you and your team. And I agree. And again, it's your heart-centered leadership it's your connection with people and you stand behind your message. And I think standing and stepping into that greatness, it, it just holds a, a position of clarity and, and you do it with a smile on your face, which is always fun to see. So just well, keep, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Sometimes it's nice to pause and just be as an entrepreneur and, and, and let others, you know, say, we see your greatness. Keep going. So I'm glad you're on vacation this week. Thank you for fitting me in. I want to uh, end the podcast with what I call the Fab Four. And these are just four fun questions. You don't have to think. It's whatever's on the top of Susie's mind. So my first question is, what makes Susie curious? Oh, so many things make me curious. Uh, I can tell you that anything that um, I don't know the answer immediately, I get so, so curious to figure out. 
whether, you know, I'm an engineer. So whether it's how something works or why someone responds in a way they respond, um, I, I will, you know, immediately have that little curiosity and try to figure out why, why, why. And then I, I'm known to get quite excited when I find out the whys. I get nearly more excited about kind of getting an answer and solving a, a problem or a puzzle than anything else. So uh, curiosity definitely keeps me going. I think every entrepreneur is curious. I think it. I think it's part of our intentional thinking and our vivid visionary. So I can allude. I'm. I'm the same as you are. My second question for you is: What do you want your legacy to be? Well, I certainly want my legacy to be uh, a little bit about the brand and and the brand that was that was more than just some some products on shelves but a, a a brand that connotated emotion when when people will kind of look back and and kind of think about you know my name and connection with this brand being more than more than just you know very satisfying filling clean healthy bars but something that kind of meant something to them uh, even though it's a food product and uh, we're well on our way. You know, the, the, what, one of the things that shocked me kind of in a positive way the most in the last year is to have so much feedback on social on how um, our consumers are obsessed with the brand. And, you know, I sometimes pinch myself because it's just a food product, you know, who gets obsessed with a food product? And uh, I know there's something kind of special about the, the brand and the products. And, and that's kind of what I would like to make sure we keep nurturing so that it's not just a bar or a shake and or whatever else we're going to launch but it has that kind of special little emotional connection uh for consumers that's a little bit more than than just uh good nutrition well i can share with you because i've not had a chance to share this with you or your staff when i took the bars across canada Many women hadn't tried them before, hadn't heard of the brand, and I'm sure you've heard this before. They all thought it was like eating a chocolate bar and looked mm -hmm. at me and said, are you sure this is good? And not knowing you as well as I do now, I said, I want to get a picture for Susie on the stairs, and then let's do a video holding up the bar and saying, we love, love good fats. And I know when I sent that, uh, one of your staff, Mel, she said, you know, that's just going to make Susie's day. Yeah. So yeah. That, that is your legacy is the clarity and greatness and emotion that you have poured into these, not just bars and now just shakes. It's, um, it's a movement, Susie. It's not a consumer packaged good. It's a movement okay. and your heart-centered leadership is behind it. And that's why it is seeing the success. It's that people are receiving well, and loving I, it. I remember that picture and oh, I was so excited. Like it's, it's so 
incredible to start your own brand and then to have you know a deluge of like super fans and pictures from across the country and now we you know when we were doing shows I had so many fans come over and want a picture with me and you know it it's kind of very very fulfilling to to see that you know it just this kind of food like product that's on a bit of a mission that we can kind of make a difference. Well, I don't think you kind of are making a difference. I, I think you're well on your way of, of paving a new direction for marketing around consumer packaged goods. And I think the connection to, to you as a woman and everything that you stand for. And like I said, uh, every picture I see, you are smiling ear to ear and it, it definitely demonstrates that you're happy and I think you're in the right place and doing the right thing. Well, thank you. I'm trying. I've had, I've not had uh, hap necessarily happy days every day. It's just been pretty crazy in the last couple of years, but I, I do try to kind of, you know, reconnect and reground myself because I'm definitely, you know, living the absolute best life I could have uh, ever dreamed of and every day I'm grateful for uh, for all of the wonderful things that have come my way and the wonderful gifts that have come my way. Um, I do not take anything for granted. Well, I'm going to end with my last question. Who is your favorite leader? They could be living or or have passed and why? Um, I think right now, uh, top of mind, um, Elon Musk is uh, definitely someone I admire. Um, he, uh, in particular because of the grandioseness of the transformation that he's doing. Um, he's running multiple companies and each of them are paradigm shifting the industries he's in and sometimes you know I'm, I'm trying to solve all these 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 problems in my one little bar company and I'm like wow this is hard and then I kind of think about how is this one guy you know he, he, does, he has like three or four of these companies and he's going to Mars and he's revolutionizing batteries and uh, and cars how is he doing all of that um, but I, I think he, I, I also like the specialness of what he's doing is he had like a, you know, big dreams of transformation and, and not, uh, just kind of evolving what was, uh, what was kind of static industries and he just went for it. And I think initially there was a lot of pushback that, you know, you, 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 you can't kind of think that way or do that. And now, you know, we're all kind of seeing a few years later that the impossible is possible. And uh, so I'm reading his book now to kind of go back to his humble beginnings and, and see what I can pick up from, from that type of uh, game changing uh, in, in industries that are pretty exciting. Yes, he's definitely an entrepreneur to watch. And I, I would probably put him in the same 
the same category as Richard Branson. I find them very similar and just willing to go for anything and try it and be heart centered. Although not everyone would agree with me, mm -hmm. but you just not having that fear and being open to try. Mm -hmm. Yes, quite, quite fearless, but he's also, uh, I mean, he's, he's, if you see a few of his interviews, he's, he's very, uh, uh, sensitive and he certainly takes to heart um, the, the the feedback and kind of wants to to uh, to wants everyone to kind of have the same vision and uh, that he has and kind of takes it to heart when uh, some of his kind of super fans necessary are not necessarily kind of buying into where he's going and I he's got him across as, as very human on that sense but uh, um, but certainly pushing ahead on his mission to kind of, you know, make a big change uh, in this world. No, I fully agree. Well, again, thank you for spending time with me today and uh, letting me interrupt your vacation. And I know you're a very busy lady and uh, really excited to continue to watch you on your journey and, and wishing you all the best. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Deb. I feel privileged to be on your podcast and excited that we got to connect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say goodbye to you in my favorite French that I learned in one of my favorite ways to say goodbye in French. And I will say au revoir à la prochaine until oh. we meet again. Au revoir à la prochaine. And I want to end the podcast with my favorite five things. Follow your heart. Have passion. Do your best. Know your truth. And always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thanks for joining me today on Imperfect, the heart-centered leadership podcast. <laughs>